We're going to be looking at um, Acts chapter 18, verses 1 through 17. And as I read that, I'm thinking, what, what really stands out in that whole situation Paul found himself in? And I think it was God's encouragement. How does God encourage? Well, let's look at Paul's situation. Paul was going through a very rough time as he preached in Corinth in the synagogues. As Paul custom was when he went to a new city, he would go to the synagogue and there because he was uh, studied under Gamaliel, which was one of the top teaching rabbis, uh, Paul was always given the honor of reading scripture or speaking to the people. And so he was doing that. But in Corinth, the response was not the kind of response you would like. Their response was they opposed him as he was sharing that Jesus was the Messiah, and they insulted him. And, and that led a change to Paul's emphasis or the direction for his ministry. In verse 6 he said this, I am going to the people who are not Jewish. I'm going to go to the Gentiles. In your service for God, uh, could be Sunday school, it could be working with youth, it could be in Bible clubs, uh, preaching, you may be a missionary, um, you know, whatever that you're doing in your service for the Lord, you may hit a wall. I mean, it's just like it stops. And you know that God is probably going to give some direction here because he knows I have a heart to serve him, I desire to serve him, and to walk in his will. I desire to be a blessing uh, to people and to share his word. So as you wait, we already talked about waiting, but as you wait on the Lord, he can direct you to new areas of service. Maybe a phone call, maybe a letter, maybe an opportunity that is put into your lap. Um, however God chooses, because as a servant, he has the right to lead you in your service. Now, how did God encourage Paul in this time? In verse 9, is really spoke to me. See, one night, the Lord said to Paul in a vision, Don't be afraid to speak out. Don't be silent. I am with you. No one will attack you or harm you. I have many people in this city, many that he had not met. At different times in our serving God all these years, over 50 years, um, God has directed our life 
when the ministry that we were in, it seemed that, oh, there was a lot to do, but I knew that all that I could do, or all the reasons God brought me into that particular ministry, that um, he was going to make a change. And that prepared me, because a change for us meant, usually, leaving a city or a state and moving somewhere else. So when I begin to sense and talk to my wife and she also sensed that we had accomplished everything that God wanted us to accomplish in that ministry, then we devoted ourself to prayer praying and laying out before God and asking, because the timing was important. I was never, ever asked to leave a ministry. But we knew that God was slowly closing the door. And we would read uh, the Bible. In our Bible reading, we would be seeking direction independently. And then... Uh, circumstances that began to evolve and as those circumstances evolved and it was in with our praying our Bible reading there would be a peace of God about this move Uh, the illustration, uh, and I don't want to name these places because it probably would not be a good idea, but uh, I was pastoring my second church, been there five and a half years, and I realized that I couldn't take the church any further than I had and it needed to be someone else to build on what we were able to do. Uh, that church was in a, a state of crisis and a mess when we went there, and God helped us to get it back on its feet in growing and thriving. Um, many people had come to the Lord, and we were discipling them, and it was a very encouraging uh, ministry, except for the board members, uh, are the elders, or whatever you want to call them. I can't remember if they're elders or deacons or what. But they did not think a church should have an emphasis on family ministries. And yet, uh, one of the things we were doing is trying to strengthen the families of the church, because I believe the church is only as strong as the families. So if the families are falling apart, the church is going to fall apart, and the church had already fallen apart once. But they were not in agreement. They didn't, um, there was never any public disagreement, but they would talk to me about it, that uh, they felt this direction was not the way the church ought to go. And this was for the whole five and a half years. And yet, they in, uh, love the idea of the church full of people, 
the giving was up. That was very important to them. Um, you know, um, the Sunday school was thriving and the services were thriving and they loved that, but they just felt that I'd missed it. They just wanted uh, um, basically a salvation message only, and uh, which we gave because people wouldn't be coming to Christ without it. But the emphasis was strengthening the personal lives of the people and also giving them tools, having special classes and things for strengthening the family, that kind of thing. And that was new in those days, I realized that. Today it's not new, but in those days it was very new. And it was more the individual, not the family, was not an emphasis in most churches. And I think that's why our church grew, because people, uh, we were helping them to build strong families and godly uh, children, godly families. Well, we realized it was coming to an end, but I knew that I wasn't just going to walk away. Uh, there's an old statement that I heard, don't jump from the frying pan into the fire. And I knew that in five and a half years that the leadership had not changed their mind and that it was probably uh, God was saying, you did what you could, now it's time for you to go and for them to get a new leader. And so we uh, began to lay it out before the Lord, not knowing what that was going to be, but waiting on the Lord. And I heard, I always pastored Bible churches, and I heard that in that state we were ministering, or you would say in some places province or what have you, um, that there were three or four other Bible churches that were looking for someone uh, to pastor. So we drove on our day off and would look where these churches were, uh, see the building, see the area, um, the town, that kind of thing. And three of them were very, very appealing to the eye. The fourth one was not. It was an old church. It had just split. There was nothing attractive about the church outside or inside. It was an old building of some sort that they drug up and put it on top of a bunch of rocks that they had cemented together. And um, the parsonage was a disaster. Um, the, the windows, uh, people had thrown rocks through the windows. They put rags in the windows to keep the critters out of the house. Uh, we lived at that time in a brand new home that the church had bought, church that we were in before. Very beautiful. And um, this particular church was at the base of a mountain. And when you looked up, you saw this mountain right behind it and in a very beautiful situation, but the church was very ugly. And it was split. And I was kind of hurting in the church I was in, not from what God was doing, but because somehow I could not share my vision with the elders. They just couldn't see it. We didn't ever argue. We didn't ever have bad words. Uh, but they would 
make statements about it. And so with picking with our eyes, we never would have picked that church, ever. You know, when they had all these other churches. One had a brand new parsonage also. But the church that God chose for us was that one. And we went, and um, the people that were left were hurting. The, the church was down really low of people. Many people left over the issues that were going on. They were doctrinal issues where someone tried to take power in the church that did not agree with the doctrine of a Bible church and that caused a lot of problems. Well, when we went to that church, um, we had been hurting and I was hurting more than my family because we never shared with our children the issues and we healed together. It was, it was one of the most blessed ministries that I had of being healed because everybody in the church was pulling together. Everybody wanted the church to be all that it could be for God. And it, it was such a blessing in that church, in that old dilapidated parsonage. Uh, one of the elders had driven down to the town that we lived in, was quite a ways away, and to our house to bring papers for me to look at, the, the doctrinal statement, the practices, all the stuff of the church, they brought it down. And he was in our home, which was a very attractive home, and he went back and he said, you can't ask the Logans to live in this dump. You know, my wife wouldn't want to live here. I don't think anybody in the church would want to live in this thing. It is so bad and so run down. And they totally remodeled the whole thing before we got there. Couldn't believe it. It was just really lovely. Um, so, you know, God gave us peace to go. And my wife was even willing to move into that dump if they would put some windows in, um, you know, that so the critters couldn't come in through the windows. So God led us totally against our looking. But as we read scripture, I was amazed at the scriptures God gave me that pointed to that church. My wife would read the same thing uh, in her reading and would see, says, Jim, it just seems like God is pointing to that church that we ought to apply. And uh, we did, and I'm glad we did. Because what happened, uh, we were in that church uh, we and a number of pastors got together. There was a major city not that far away that had no Bible college uh, that was non-denominational. We started a Bible college. I started teaching there. And then a Bible college in Kansas City contacted me if I would come down and be a professor. So it was steps that God, I needed to be there. I needed to be a part of starting a Bible college in a major city and then uh, from that Bible college to go to the Bible college in Kansas City to teach. So we've seen this over and over and over again that when you hit a wall pray and be sure Lord search my heart you know is there something wrong that I need to deal with but if not I'm gonna trust you you're gonna use this 
and you're going to lead me to another type of service or ministry, maybe right where I am or someplace else. Uh, but trust Him. If you're committed to the Lord and you're in the Word of God and, and have a prayer life, God is able to direct you. And be willing to go, not with the seeing of your eyes, not with how much the salary is, which I never asked. I don't want to make a decision on the basis of salary. To me, that's the worst. I want to make a decision on the basis of God's will. And God has always taken care of us, even when our salary one time was below poverty level. Um, but God always took care of us, and we knew that God could provide. The Lord bless you if you've hit a wall. Just wait on the Lord and lay it out before him and be open to whatever is the next step for you and your journey of service.